Happy to have the head coach of the Bates College Swimming and Diving Program, men's and women's head coach, Peter Casares, join us in studio this morning. The Bobcats have a big meet tonight against rival Bowdoin. The diving gets started at 5 o'clock. The swimming gets started at 7 o'clock. And, Coach, I know Bowdoin these last few years, it's been really close every time. What's this rivalry like uh, for the Bobcats swimming program? Um, this is the one we circle every year. And, uh, you know, t uh, two years ago our men won on the last relay. Um, when Sarah DeHare was here her senior year, she had to win the last relay for us to win the meet. Um, and last year, uh, Bowden squeaked out a win in both the men's and women's meet against us. Um, and it's been a while since we lost both of them. So I know the team's hungry and wants to come um, out tonight and kind of defend our pool and, and see if we can get ourselves back in the win column. Um, I've looked at this meet a hundred different ways in the last week, and it's close. Yeah. It's a 10 point meet every time I score it out. And you never know when it's only 10 points, when it's, you know. 16 events later it could come from anywhere and anybody is able to make a difference tonight so we're very excited about seeing some fast swims and some great dives well i know last time we had you on you were projecting a a, a, a win against middlebury you said the times laid out in favor of bates and that's the way it turned out the bobcats uh both the men and the women defeated middlebury uh last sunday how'd that meet go i mean obviously the road trip part of it's a little tricky but it seems like everything worked out pretty well yeah it was um it was good it, we have a team of 56 kids right now, and we could only travel, you know, 50 of them on the bus. So it was some uncharted territory for us because it's been about four or five years since we've had a bigger team than the bus. Mm. So um, getting through uh, picking a travel squad, um, creating an environment that allowed everybody to, to find a way to succeed and feel good about uh, the opportunities ahead of them, and then traveling a team out there um, and not being all together for the first time. Um, was a learning curve for us and, and a good one to have because you want to have a deep competitive team that fights um, for those final spots and, and really has to put some skin in the game to, to get where they want to go. Um, but we got to the meet and um, I knew we were, our women had a real big battle. Our men looked like we could, um, we could really benefit from our depth and pull away from them by the time the, the meet was over. Um, but the meet started out with our women losing the first relay and then losing the next event. <laughs> and, oh. I, and I went, oh boy. okay, you know, we're down diving points and now we just lost the first two events. We better start doing something. And um, they just, you know, walked right by me, gave me a high five, got behind the blocks and started going one, two in almost every event after that um, and really just traveled together. Um, if they didn't win the race, they were right there with each other. And it was like there was two or three Bates kids coming in together to score a whole bunch of points at once. And a lot of times, like I said, it turned out to be a one-two finish. And that that caught us up pretty quickly. Um, and then they kept doing that along the course of the meet. Um, and by the time it was over, it was a it was about a 30-point victory, which was nice. Um, which is pretty close when you're looking at 160 points. Yeah. Um, but still, they had to swim with purpose, and they had to make it happen. So it was great. Um, our men had some really great swims. They swam strong, some good breakthroughs, some, um, some event wins that were impressive for certain kids. Um, so I was very happy with what we did on that long trip against some good competition. Uh, who are some individual standouts from these from the last meet? Um, the Bobcat of the week this week, Andy Daigle, <laughs> was right. um, unbelievably successful in her breaststroke events. Um, I think last year she was 111. This year she was 107. So to see Ooh. somebody that much faster is great and her lifetime best is 106 so she's very close to where she was at the conference meet last year um 
On the men's side, we had a, um, a sophomore, Sam Montenegro, win his first college event, um, which was awesome to see. Um, Peter Corey on the men's side is a freshman who is doing some amazing things right now. He's big and strong and figuring out how to race and how to deal with college swimming and swimming tired, but it's going, it's going really well. Um, on the women's side, Caroline Sweeney just had a fantastic meet. Um, she um, just got out touched by one of our swimmers in the two free and then won the hundred free. And the girl she beat in the hundred free had qualified for nationals last year. Um, so for her to come back and pass that girl in the last 25 was great. And then Erin Bucky, she's been unbelievable for us this year. So versatile. Um, her backstroke freestyle NIM have been enough to win races for us. And she's from Minnesota and had a solid freshman year, but now is just having a breakthrough sophomore year. So it's great to see that. Excellent. One thing I've noticed about the you know swimming and diving program, I know the you know if you look at the All Americans throughout the, the recent history, you know the women's team has a, a longer history. I think of All Americans and competing at nationals. What did it take for you? I mean, you build up both programs, but the men's program in particular, I think, really needed building. Right? What was that process like? And now they're to a point where they're dominating meets and sending a bunch of kids to nationals. Yeah. So twelve years ago, when I got to Bates, we had nine men on the team. Um, and, wow. yeah. and 15 women, and we were in 11th in the conference. Um, we did have a tradition of bringing divers to the national meet. Mm -hmm. um, Vanessa had swam for us, and she had scored at the national right. meet. Um, and so um, there was a sprinkling of, of all-American swimmers in the past on the women's side um, from the 80s all the way through. Um, recruiting to a Division three school is um, – I don't know, I'd say it's a little bit easier to, to recruit some fast women than it is some fast guys. You have to really kind of prove yourself along, among the men. <laughs> the women are excited for the opportunity and the, um, and the family environment and uh, the education, and if they get the right vibe, it's great. Um, I found myself really having to, to show the men the stake, not just sell the sizzle. Mm -hmm. um, and we started to have some kids really develop and grow, and then we brought the men's team together probably four or five times in the last 10 years and said, what we have to do better at recruiting. What do we need to do? And they came up with great ideas and they came up with a plan. And then each time we did that, they executed something really outstanding. Um, and last year we knew we were graduating so many great men. We said, we need to bring in 10 guys to cover the four that are leaving. Right. Um, and yeah. they, they understood that. We put together a couple of great weekends and the next thing you knew, we had 13 guys that, that decided to come to Bates. And this freshman men's class is deep and talented and they're going to develop over four years and I think we're going to see some some good stuff that will continue that trajectory that we started you know 10 years ago but you know I'm lucky I've had tremendous men in the past um, that even when we only had nine of them or we were 10th in the conference or eighth in the conference they still saw the vision I had for being a top three conference team and a top 10 national team and they hosted kids and they worked hard and they did things right so that other kids wanted to come here and, and be a part of the program and when they met those guys, our alums, they said, these are the type of guys I want to be. And that's what's helped us in our recruiting. So Bowdoin tonight at home, Tarbell Pool. It's free, open to the public, right? Yep. Anyone can just come in. It's in Merrill Gym, Tarbell Pool. Come out and check out the meet tonight against uh, Bowdoin. And it's intense. It's it's not that big of a space, right? So it's yeah. it's loud, I imagine. It yeah. is <laughs> the best swim meet environment you could ask for. The crowd is right on the pool. The swim teams are both around the pool. The races are going to be real tight. Um, diving at 5 and the swimming starts at 7. And the swimming should be fast and furious. It's a sprint meet tonight, so everything's short and will be, will be 
you know, a knockdown drag out kind of race with some, what I like to call some drag racing <laughs> down and back as fast as you can go. Let's do it. So are they two day events? You have a certain events on the first night and then the others on the next day or how do you do that? We squeeze them all into one day. Oh, you do? Yeah. So we have 16 events tonight and it, it's about a two hour meet. Um, that's why we moved diving till, to the 5 p.m. slot so that the divers could get their moment and then the swimmers could go straight for two hours as opposed to having to stop for an hour each time the divers needed to hop into the meet. Um, so it makes the meet flow a little bit better um, and it will, should make it move pretty quickly and be entertaining and exciting. Tomorrow we head to, to Colby to swim them and we'll swim another 16 events about 1 o'clock tomorrow oh, at Colby. That was, my, that was my next question. Do you do two days like the other sports? That's, yeah. Oof. Well, we have a three-day championship meet at the end of the year, and actually now it's a four-day meet because they have us swimming one relay on Thursday night and then trials finals Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So your body is just – it feels like you've been hit by a match. get used to it, yeah. You know, and, and as a coach, I'm on hanging on fumes um, by the end of the weekend. So I know the swimmers, although this is tough to, to swim two of our biggest rivals back-to-back days, this is probably the best thing they can be doing for their bodies to – emulate what they're going to experience at the end of the year. I, I have a question about when I was a coach and AD at Skowhegan, uh, just the way my schedule, I, I didn't make the schedule when I got, it was that way when I got there. I didn't have any classes on Friday. I didn't teach any on Fridays. And we'd have a Friday night football game. Hated it. All day to stress about the upcoming game. And <laughs> they made never was home away. I was miserable all day. I said, I'd rather be teaching and doing something yeah. to take my mind off of it. What's your day look like today? Um, today I woke up um, and I got my daughter on the bus. So that was a great start. Um, I came home and uh, I came to the office and um, got our officials payments ready. I um, um, looked over the lineup one more time, cleaned up the office a little bit, um, emailed some people that are going to work the meet tonight. Um, and then today, since I'm the aquatics director at Bates also, I'm going to spend the day setting up the pool. And doing exactly what you wanted to do, keeping myself as busy as possible. Boy, that, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a senior night for us, too, so we're going to oh. recognize all of our seniors wow. tonight. Yeah. And so I spent an hour this morning um, putting together um, some words and, what you and gonna making, say? Sure, yeah. making sure that they get recognized for their commitment to the program. Nice. So, yeah, it's about staying busy. And luckily, I get to switch the pool over and set up everything and make sure it's good. And then I hope swimmers come down and, and get warmed up so I can talk to them and get distracted a little bit. So they will come in and take a little swim to... If they have a break today, they should get in and swim an hour, yeah. 45 minutes, do something really? hard and fast so that their wow. body has been prepared for it. Um, the last thing we want to do is hop in the meat and have it be the first hard thing they've done all day. Wow. Because their body's... The second time you do it, you're a little bit better at it. It's kind of like waking up the central nervous system and, and being good. Most most fight me on that when they first come here because they're sure. like, I don't want to get tired, Coach. Yeah, that uh, first thing like, I thought. I'm like, you're not going to get tired. You're going you're gonna to do something hard, and then in 20 minutes, your body's recovered. 30 minutes, you're ready oh, to sure. go Oh, sure. If you're in shape, it yeah. recovers right away. So I'm like, and you know we do this every night in practice. You go fast, and then we swim a little bit easy, and you go fast again. Um, and a lot of you in practice are faster the second time. Sure. So you're just you're, you're showing your body what you're asking for. Um, it's doing it once and, and coming back to it um, a little bit better than the first time. And And – they need to do that because we're still training. We're not just rested and racing right now. I wonder if, uh, just spitballing here, I wonder if, uh, let's say, a football team where, you know, what the kind of muscles you use different. Uh, I wonder if they did a, a lift um, and then got a chance to recover and then played. 
That's interesting. I, 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 I got to be honest. I'm shocked. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. Those initial <laughs> swimmers said, "What? I'm not getting What? I'll take a nice little swim around the pool, but I don't. You know? Yeah. What? Yeah. Some of these. Some. In that case, you know, maybe the football team comes in and does something explosive and powerful. Sure. We're we're trying to wake up the nervous system, not tire them out. We're trying to get them to not not jump in and make a mistake or not be completely ready during the race. I want them to to know they're ready and then they get behind the blocks ready to go. And so, you know, like our strength and conditioning coach, Mike Seltzer said, you know, before track and field athletes go out and do their, their hundred yard dash, they're in the back room, jumping up and down, clapping their hands sure, and getting miles. their arousal yeah. levels yeah. up to a max. Cause they can't just explode and go. No. And, our, and us as swimmers is like our distance swimmers need to find their paces and feel comfortable and get their rhythms. Our sprinters need to do something hard. Um, you got to feel the pain a little bit, then recover from it, and your body's ready. Oh, that's what we're going to do. I'm ready to do it now. How do you and, get it? And so you just manage it. You're not. I'm not going in there and giving them a five. Yeah, I was going to say, how practice. do you sense how much is enough and what kid might be a little tired? I yeah. mean, they shouldn't be if you if they right. work the way you say. We have some kids that are tired because you know sleep's hard on a college campus. You know, we have some kids that have a lot of work and they stay up late um, to do it, and then they're doing doubles and all that jazz. So they, they have to kind of gauge it themselves. But when we, when we get together each day, we're doing 5,000, 6,000 yards. So if I get them to 2,000 yards before a race starts, they're, they're start, their body's starting to go from the kid that sat at a desk and looked at a screen all day to a kid that's lying on their stomach in the water, feeling things and, and going into that, that different part of your brain that you need to. Do you have kids that would only have one event tonight and it's a sprint and they're done? Um, two, two or three events at the most, I mean, at the fewest. Um, and sometimes they look at me and they go, the next one's going to be better. And that's when I go, well, you didn't warm up right then, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that one we scored points, I like and, it. Yeah. you know, like that was for points yeah. and, yeah. you know, not just the time on the board. That's not all that's important to us. We want to score points for the college. Right. And you can't let these opportunities go through you. I had a young woman named Whitney Payne. She would always swim better individually than she did on a relay, and it, it got to be a thing where it was I would it would anger me and, and her like why are you not as good when the team needs you on a relay as you are individually? And it's because the individual swim was always her second. So junior year she would go wait till everybody got out of the pool and the officials were telling people to get out, and she would make me time or do a fifty all out sprint because she knew that once the pool was cleared she had fifteen minutes before the race started. And she wanted to do a fast 50 because that would mean her relay swim was faster. And that's what we did for the yeah. next two years. And every time she got up there, she was spot on on the relay for the team, leading us off. And it was the way to go for her. So kids have to learn this stuff. Well, you know, that, a good coach teaching her that. But also, I've always believed, it was my philosophy in coaching, as an athlete, you need to learn how to push your own hot button, whatever yep. that is, whether you need to be excited a little angry a little ink you know everybody has a different motor and mm -hmm. figure out what yours is yeah. and, and do it now yeah you touched on uh, mike seltzer he's been working with the program for a few years now hasn't he mm -hmm. what's that been like in terms of helping you out as another coach but from a specific perspective in terms of strength and conditioning yeah i mean i i tried to fake it to the team for my first eight <laughs> years that i knew what i was talking about in the weight room and it was basically me watching youtube videos and uh -huh. reading online articles and listening to coaches at, um, call, at swimming conferences talk about what they're doing with their weight programs. So I did my due diligence, and I worked hard, but I would, did not go to school for it or understand the science at the level that he does. 
So he puts together a program um, for them um, with a purpose that that he is um, very confident in and knowledgeable about. Um, and he tells them, this does not make you a better swimmer. This will make you stronger and a better athlete. Your coach is supposed to make you a better swimmer. And our athletes kind of scratched their head at first and said, you know, the first couple of years, like, well, we're not doing exercises that relate to swimming. And I was like, well, do you jump off the wall every term? Do you go off the blocks? You know, like, you know, are you, like these movements might not be exactly the same as in a pool, but these are the things that um, will cause you to be explosive and strong. And um, he's also done a great job of helping us stay healthy with our shoulders and our joints and everything. So the team has bought in and the ones that really push themselves in the weight room in his program have seen huge rewards. And many of them are like, I'm a swimmer. I'm not a great at the weight room. And they kind of go through the motions and then they get it. And then they follow the upperclassmen who are really pushing themselves there and okay being sore. And they see these changes. And if you can see a change in yourself, it's going to show up in the races and in the pool. A lot of times, too, it's the ancillary muscles, the, the, the stabilizers and whatever that we don't get a chance to work. Mm -hmm. And that will take care of that. And he, he, uh, he does a lot of stuff in that regard, too, which is fantastic. A lot of our stuff is dynamic and it's movement oriented and it's, it's to make sure that um, we're staying safe and getting stronger. Does he use bands sometimes instead of tons weights? Tons of bands. So, yeah. Yep, tons of band work. Yep. You all had the um, the main state meet earlier in the fall, and that was a two-day meet, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. that was a situation where people swam one day and swam the next. This will be the second time the swimmers are doing that this year, basically. How does this, though, compare to that main state meet environment? Because that was, that was you know, this, this time around it's just Bowden, then just Colby. But that time you were competing against a lot of different schools, right? Yeah, that was an invitational um, uh -huh. And so it was three sessions in two days. We'd go on Friday night and then two on Saturday. So that was a really good preparer for a conference meet. Um, the difference is, is they can. There's no limit to the amount of kids that can swim, and they score out to 16th place. Okay. So if you have six kids in an event that are in the top 16, all of them score. This weekend, when we go head to head in a dual meet, it's our four best versus their four best, and they're only taking first through fifth. Okay. Yeah. So you get nine points for the win. Four points for second, three, two, and then one. Yeah. Ooh, so, so if you win, you're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> you know? that is. Um, and um, or maybe it's nine, five, four, three, two, one. Whatever. Still. Whatever it is, it's it's. You have to go two, three, four if you're going to only lose the event by a point. So if you can get your hand on that wall first, there's a big, there's a big kind of bonus there. Wow. Yeah. Um, and like I said. It, if you have a deep team like we do right now that can do really well at an invite, we have to be a fast team with some studs at a at a at a dual meet. One thing that um, I wanted to bring up, not about swimming at all, but your wife Allison Casares was the um, Auburn Citizen of the Year yeah, uh, this was. past year. What does she do in the community? I mean, just to kind of fill us in, and I mean, I know she's originally from Maine, right? And uh, she's a Bangor native. Yeah, from originally yep. from Bangor, and yep. so uh, uh, what was that like to see her get that honor? You know, it was one of the most spectacular moments um, of my life, and I imagine hers to see someone rewarded for the the constant hard work and the and the service she has done for for Auburn. Um, she has worked closely um, with uh, Temple Shalom right down the road from here um, in the Jewish community. She had run the preschool. She had been a board member. Um, she had made sure that the um, that the preschool here in town um, that's open for all kids was up and running and had great teachers. 
Um, she had volunteered in schools. She had run um, the Dempsey Children's Zone um, during the Dempsey Challenge weekend for three or four years. Um, she works in the classrooms and volunteers. Um, she gives out um, checks to to uh, people for writing and educational grants. Um, she's on one of those committees. I mean, the stuff that she has done has been has been phenomenal here. Um, and she'll tell you she just did what she thought was her part. Um, and I think her involvement in a million different places led to a, a bunch of women feeling like she was um, a worthy candidate for, for the award, and they wrote letters of recommendation that were just inspiring on her behalf. Um, and uh, she was the anonymous uh, award winner last year um, for Community Member of the Year. And uh, it was a beautiful night at Martindale, and I tricked her into a uh, <laughs> into a – I told her I had a trip to Bates to – talk about community service and what we do with our swim program yeah and we turned and left to martindale and she said where are we going and i said up oh, they changed the location and she walked in and was surprised <laughs> yeah and oh wow it was, it was, it was yeah wow. it was a it was a phenomenal me uh phenomenal um ceremony and and presentation and uh it really was special so um i'm just trying to uh do my part <laughs> you know with a, with about 60 kids on a swim team um, yeah she's making a difference in the whole community and uh i'm a lucky man and following her lead trying to do the right thing terrific so nice. did they like give you a call and you're like oh, let's make this a surprise is it always a surprise how did that go kind of yeah it was a long process I, yeah. got a, I got a phone call saying we'd like to i want to nominate your wife and um let's start talking about all the things she's done and so we went back and forth about everything and compiled people that knew her in different areas and um you know she had even worked at Bates as uh, as an admissions reader so we had the Bates community the Jewish community the school community um friends and families all over um doing stuff um and then when I found out she won it was like three months in advance oh. and this oh, is the date secret secret for three months. Wow. this yeah. is the date and these and let's get a guest list together and, right you know you got to tell her parents and her sister yeah and, you know, then I snuck the news into the kids with about three weeks to go um, and we just, it was tough, but it, it, it worked. And oh, she was starting to get like, um, a little bit like confused the week of the event. Uh -huh. In fact, um, I told Paul Gastengay, our tennis yeah. coach that I couldn't make it to a Friday thing because I was going to give Allison to be a part of this, yeah. you know, uh, Auburn, uh, community member of the year award thing. And he's like, wait, she won. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and like, we're having the ceremony Friday night. And then that day or the next day, yeah. my wife walked into the pool to drop something off, bumps into Paul and he oh. goes, congratulations. <laughs> and she says, for what? And he's like, uh, Pete just told me you're doing a great job. Like, you know hey boy. And I go, and I go, she's, and then like some other teacher at school said something because all the teachers in the community that she was working in were so excited for her. And she's like, what is going on? I'm like, yep. I don't know. Let's what's for dinner. You know, like immediate change of, of topic right there. But it was a blast. Um, and, uh, so well-deserved and, uh, I just love her. And I'm so glad so many people feel that same way. Excellent. Great. Well, Peter, any other thoughts on, you know, the meet tonight and the meet tomorrow and what you're most looking forward to seeing? You know, I don't know. We're going to swim two great teams back-to-back -back days, um, and both meets look real tight and fast. So um, this is what we do, you know. Um, win or lose, they go to a meet tonight and tomorrow where every race matters, and that's a gift for these kids to experience. Um, swimming on a collegiate team where they have to go someplace – and it matters. 
it matters to swim well, it matters to cheer loud, um, and it's not just going through the moments or the movements on a, on a typical January night in a sport they've been doing their whole life. So I'm just so happy that we're in a position to be competitive and give these kids a chance to really show off how great they are and all the hard work that they've done. So I'm going to celebrate and cheer loud and hope that things work out for us, and, and then I'm going to scream and yell and, and make sure that they do. And that's the plan. <laughs> there you go. Great. Peter yeah. Casares, the head coach of the Bates Women's and Men's Swimming and Diving Program. Bobcats home tonight. It's their final home meet of the year. It's free, open to the public. Diving at 5 o'clock. Swimming starts at 7. Thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you.